You're listening to Rick Flynn. With a shout out from London Town, it's Rick Flynn presents. Now, ladies and gentlemen, your MC for the affair, Rick Flynn. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome on in. This is a great show I've got planned for you today with a young lady that has such a wonderful, wonderful background and story to tell. I wanted everybody to hear it. Miss Kay, come on in here. Say hello to the world on our show. It's a pleasure to have you. Hi, Mr. Flynn. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, thank Thank you you very much. You have been in America now, in the USA, for, I'm going to guess, I'm going to take a wild guess and say three or four years? Uh, It's been five years Okay, five years now. And when you came over here, you were brand new to this country, and you came over from uh, India. Is that correct? Yes. And when you arrived in the USA, basically your belongings and what you had in that suitcase was basically your whole life. Would that be true? Yes, it is true. Tell me about life in India prior to coming to the U.S. Was it a lot different than here? And what are the main differences, you would say? It was way different from here in America. So in India, you don't have to work along by studying. But here you have to work for your living. You can be independent while you are studying. But in India... You don't work because they don't pay you enough or the money that they pay you isn't cannot make your living. So in India, life can be dependent until you're studying. But after you're graduating, then the life is, can be independent. But still, the money that they pay you, you cannot get as much as uh, what you deserve. But whereas in America, you can be independent while you are studying and after graduating, it is worth. Does that mean that if you are studying and getting an education over in India, you cannot really work enough to pay your own tuition? Yes, we cannot. And so what do, what do Indian students do? Do they have a scholarship? Will the government help them to pay the tuition, or what's going on over there? So for scholarships, uh, the people who are who have good academic scores, they can get the scholarship. And there is a cost system in India with the studies that the people who belong to minorities, they have more chances of getting into a better school or college uh, because they belong to the lower caste. The people from the upper class, upper caste, they have to work hard because they're considered that they have more more money. But in actual, all the upper class people doesn't have like huge amount of money. Some of them are still suffering from um, poverty. So this caste system is also there. And during the, but even though if they start working, they cannot pay their tuition fees from that because tuition fee is way more than what they can earn. They can earn only if they want to survive, like only the things they want to eat, that's it. Otherwise, their fee is being paid by their parents because in India, if one person works in a household, the whole family can eat. So it's like you cannot buy everything what you wish, but you can have a decent life. So if one person, for example, the father, that let's say there's a father and a mother and a couple children, if that father works and he does a job, that would provide for the entire family. Would that be true? Yes, this is true. All right. And what you're referring to, Miss K, you're referring to a caste, C-A-S-T-E, a caste system which has been in place for many, many years, over a couple hundred or so years, right? Yeah. 
And a caste system, basically, I'm not an expert on it, but if my history class <laughs> that I can <laughs> barely remember is correct, isn't a caste system related to how you were born? Yeah, yes, it is. So if you were born, for example, the child of a doctor, you're in a different class or caste than yeah. somebody who was born uh, the child of a a laborer. No, so there the caste system is like basically it's with the religion. What what religion it is, not with the profession. Oh, it's by religion. Yeah. Oh, I didn't so, know that. Yeah, it's by religion, and that religion is subdivided. It has upper category and the lower category. So it's based on the religion caste, not with what's your profession. So oh. that makes it discriminating. Other than in that religious aspect, they don't allow you to discriminate otherwise? Yeah, they don't. Okay. Well, let's advance now. You had a relative of yours that had gone through the successful paperwork and the visa and the proper manner in which to come to the United States and reside and live. And it was through your relative that you got help to come on over here to the U.S. Would that be true? Yes, it is true. And were you excited about it when you learned you would come over here? Yes, I was excited. And did the rest of your family come or only you? No, my family came with me. Okay, and your family would consist of your father, your mother, and I believe you have a brother as well. Yes, and I also have a grandma at my home. Oh, and she came to the U.S. too? Yes, she came later. Oh, okay, and she resides here as well now? Yes. I think that's excellent. And so, to speed things up, you got here to the United States you had your suitcase, you flew over, and then you immediately took it upon yourself to not only work one job, you worked a couple jobs to get money, didn't you? Yes, I did. And that was just money to have money to put in your pocket and do whatever you wanted with, or were you saving that for education or anything like that? Yes. So while working two jobs, um, it was pretty hard working those because I used to wake up at 5.30 a.m. So, and my work starts and started at 6.30. And from 6.30 until 12.30, I used to work at my first job. And from 1.30 till 10 p.m., I used to work at my second job. I worked a lot, but I, I used them for my like own expenses because I never took any money from my parents. But I saved few of them. And whenever my family needed help, I help them. But I, they rarely ask the money from me because they earn their own money. Right. So basically, is it fair to say that when you came to America, everybody in your family chipped in and they went and did some type of work? Yes. My oh. mom, she worked overtime to make money so that we can get a better lifestyle after that. So that is how. That's because where we are today, because of the hard work of my mom and dad. And I would like to announce to everybody listening that since coming here, you are now attending the University of Cincinnati. Would that be true? Yes, I am attending University of Cincinnati. I'm doing my bachelor's in information technology and software development track. Um, and I'm doing pretty good there. And for my school fees, if I'm unable to give it, my parents give it to me. Um, I didn't took any loan or anything. Right. They help you if you need it. Yeah. Now, how is your report card, your grades? Are you doing well or, or no? Yes, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, my GPA currently is, I think it's 3.89 out of 4. Out of 4. 3.89 out of 4. Yeah. And uh, any way you look at that, that's an, <laughs> that is an A average. Would that be correct? Yes, it is. Now, you also have a brother. And tell everybody what your brother is majoring in in school and what his grades are. So he's 
he's doing pre-medical in biology. So, and I think he's graduating next semester. In pre-med? Yeah. Is he an A student? Yeah, but I don't think he'll be pursuing after because my dad had stroke in 2019. Oh, your dad had a stroke? Yeah, he had brain stroke. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was in England at that time. I, I went there to visit my aunt, and I got a call from here that he got a stroke, and I had to flew back here through an emergency. And he had stroke overnight, and he was admitted to the hospital in Westchester, and then they flew him to Cincinnati because it, he, the doctor said that it was 90% were chances that he wouldn't survive, but it was, he was lucky enough to survive, and he is doing really good, as none of his body part is paralyzed or anything. Boy, that's but, good. That's very yeah, good. Yeah, but still... He cannot take much pressure, and we already have a business. We own a restaurant, and it's kind of stressful, and he cannot take that much stress. So my brother has to deal with all the business things. That's why he cannot continue both of them. Right. In other words, he is going to forego continuation after his first four years in college. He's not going to become a doctor. He's going to go to work for your family business now, right? Yeah. Yeah, because uh, we also have a startup truck company so that we can expand our business. That is incredible. And all this started for your family in the last five years since immigrating in to America, right? Yes, it did. And this focus on education, did you gain that through mom and dad? Yes, I did. Uh, my mom always used to encourage me to study since I was a child. And from that onwards, um, I developed interest and now I'm focused towards my studies. Very good. Now, do you enjoy the University of Cincinnati? Are they treating you well there? Are you learning anything? Yes, I love University of Cincinnati, and I haven't been there like since COVID because the classes came became online. But I really enjoyed it, and the staff is pretty good. They're always they're so polite, and they they're always ready to tell you if you have any difficulties in any part of the course. And so they're there to help you if you need it. Yes, and luckily uh, the people I met they are always ready to help wherever one needs, like my friends. And they're helping you as well. Your friends, they're there to help you. Yeah. And your restaurant that your parents uh, started, how's that doing? Is it doing well? Yeah, it's doing pretty good. Now, um, it has picked up after COVID. And I think the place from where we started, we are earning double the amount from where we started. Oh, that's very good. Now, I guess it's no secret, but you got out of the country of India several years before that COVID decimated the country over there. It got really bad, and you were out of there before all that happened. Did you consider that to be kind of lucky? Uh, yes, I think so, because uh, um, I have heard the stories that the because a few of my relatives had COVID there, and the doctors, if you if you are tested COVID positive, they will right away admit to you the hospital. And my one of my aunts told me that she was given 14 pills at one time during COVID. 14. And that's way too much for me. Boy, that is a lot. 14 pills at one time. Yeah, because only because she was tested positive. So so people are scared to even test, to get tested for COVID because they're afraid that they will be admitted to hospitals, even if their symptoms are not major. Now, in this country, in the USA, some of the smartest and some of the best doctors we have over here are from the country of India. Now, why isn't that the same over there? It's because the hospitals there are private and they want to make money out of it. They don't treat people like they actually want to treat people for their good, but they want to earn 
money out of it. That's what they do. That's so, what the difference is. Do you believe that because of that setup you just described, that's why so many intelligent doctors that are in this country right now in the U.S. and in other countries as well, brilliant doctors, be they family doctors that, that treat the whole family, general practitioners, be they um, specialists who only specialize in cardiology, the heart, other specifics. Some of those excellent doctors are from India here in the United States. And do you believe one of the reasons they leave India and come here is because of the fact that their hospitals over in India are not up to the standards as they are in this country? Yes, I think so. And also, if they come here, they'll get paid enough and will have better lifestyle here. Right. They can make a, a, a better living and have a better, a better lifestyle for them and their family. Yes. Okay. Now, with the trucking company that you're getting ready to start, that's a whole different business than the restaurant business. How are you going to relate the two other than the fact that the trucking company can deliver your supplies that you're going to need to continue your restaurant? Or is it going to be totally a, a totally different type business? It will be totally different type of business. So my dad, before stroke, he used to go during the morning time, he used to go and drive the truck and he used to wake up at around 4, and until 3 or 4 p.m., he used to drive the truck, and from there, he used to come to the restaurant until 10 p.m., and that's what dressed him out, and he got stroke. So the trucking company, my dad, he started truck way back, I think, in 2019, and he still drives truck after after a year, he got stroke. He had permission from his doctors and everything. He still drives, but he no more goes to the restaurant. So my brother, so my dad has knowledge about the trucks. So he wants to have his own trucks and my brother will help him out. Right now, also, my brother helped him maintaining his all the finances and everything. That is very good. Your brother, very intelligent, very good student. Yeah, he is. As you are as well. You're studying IT information technology. That's the computer. And he's yes. in pre-med slash biology. And he's going to come out after four years. And instead of continuing, he'll help you with your uh, family business. Yes. All right. Very good. So now... Uh, you came over to the USA, and at the time you came, you lived with relatives, and now you're basically, your family has their own home now, your own home, your own business. All of this has unfolded as a result of work and hard work that everyone in the family did to ensure that you would have a good life over here. Yes, um, I lived with, at my aunt's house for one and a half years. And I'm grateful that she kept us in our house so we don't have to pay any rents and we can save money out of it. And uh, after one and a half year, that means uh, in 2018, we bought our own house and then we moved into it. And I'm living there now. Now, do you know that in this country, if you look at the signs on all of these fast food restaurants, if you look at the signs on many other businesses other than that, do you see where it says help wanted, help wanted, uh, work here, work here, we'll pay you money if you sign and stay with us for 90 days, we'll give you a bonus. Do you see all these signs, and why do you, in your opinion, think that we cannot get people to fill a lot of those jobs? Uh, because I think that there are not many bonuses for the employees here. I have worked in a uh, in a big corporation, uh, corporate company, and it's like uh, you have to work, but 
there are no bonuses for the normal employees except the managers. So I think that's why because they take in the in some departments you have to learn more things because I worked as a cashier and I have to take a lot because of there are different people kind of people who come there and some are happy and some are not. So I have experienced myself stressing out when I was new in this job and it sometimes stressed me out. I had an encounter that I was new to the country and didn't know anything, but I knew English because I studied it from back in India. But there was a customer. It was my first day on my own after training, and nobody told me anything about donuts. I was aware of donuts because I have I have eaten donuts before in India, but I didn't know how people sell donuts here. And the lady told me. Go and learn English first. He, I experienced racism at that time. Yes, yeah, from and, from a customer off the street. Yes, I did, and without knowing my background, how what's in my life, and she targeted me. I don't know what to say about that, but the, the my supervisor, she she was luckily she was standing at my at my back, and she heard everything, and then she told her that she's new here. And she, my supervisor, she supported me, and I felt good about that. Well, that's the way it should be. And the customer was out of line for saying that. And sometimes, Miss K, it's better for you not even to challenge someone like that. Just let yeah. it go and proceed to pretend like you almost didn't even hear it. You know? Yeah. Uh, is there anything else I can do for you, ma'am? Uh, no, that's okay. Thank you. Well, have a good day. And just make like it never happened. Certain people, they're not as polite, let's say, as others. Yeah, it's like some people are having a bad day and they are stressed out and they say something bad to you that it's fine. But as the years passed, I learned that it's just work. You have to work. You have to give your best. You cannot make everyone happy. That's it. And did they teach you about the three C's, being calm cool and collected. Yes, they did. And so if you can <laughs> remain calm, cool and collected, you can deal with anything, including a customer that's not very bright. I know because it was everything was new to me. I haven't worked anywhere before working in that corporate company. So dealing with people, I wasn't aware of how people sometimes can get rude to you or something like that because it's totally different in India. People are totally different because you can just talk to them about some about anything in India. Like if you feel something wrong, you can even say them politely. But sometimes here, here people are like more in a professional way. And if someone is rude and you, there's nothing you can do about it. Here, you mean in this country or in India? Yeah. Yes, in this country. Right. In if that happens in this country, my advice to you, ma'am, is to not play into it. Just thank you, ma'am. May I may I do anything else for you today? No, that's all. And bid them a good day and move on to the next customer. Not everybody uh, treats people the way that really they should. Yeah, you're right. By by the end of like by the end when I left the job, I learned that thing and uh, I used to help the customer. So customer, I learned that customer will be happy if we do what they want, and I started doing that. If something wasn't in my hand, I used to call to my manager. That's it. That's what I learned. That just make customer happy. That's it. And that's why the management is there. Did you ever stop to think about that? Yeah, I think so. Management is there so that you can rely on them at a time when you need them, when you need their assistance. Yes. Now, in India, when you were over there, did you have a job or no? No, I never had any job. And then, so you didn't experience rude people over there? No, I did not. Oh, really? Not at all? Would you no. say as a general rule... The people are not uh, brought up with that rudeness, or is that wrong? So, um, in India, it's a totally different kind of culture. Uh, if you have any problem or you didn't like it, you can just tell it to them. Oh, I didn't like it, and they won't be cursing you out for that because 
here some people use those words and it doesn't look nice. It can hurt someone, but there I've never experienced it, especially they respect female. The respect for female is different in those countries. And here I have even seen that they doesn't care about that. So they don't use foul language over in India. They don't use with the female, especially. Right. If it's female. Yeah. Now, I I was under the belief, and I may be wrong, I've never been to India, so bear with me, but I was under the belief that they view the male life in India of, of a much greater respect and dignity than the female. Is that right, or is that wrong? It is right to some extent because the males are given more privileges. Like they can go out of the house at any time and women cannot. Because Why women cannot? Because it is not considered safe to be out for women during the during late night because it is not because of rape and every, all those things can happen. So there is crime over there in India. Yeah. Yes, it is. There Un- is. Unfortunately. Yeah, that's why uh, people are more protective to, towards the females. That's why they are not they are not allowed to be out for so late because they are not so much protected. Now, when you came over to this country, did you notice that there was just a hundred percent difference in your in, yeah. in the way that you were able to live your life as a woman? Yes, it is totally different. Um, it, it, I can be out anytime. I have been out until like late night because of work and I've, because I I do have very less friends so I don't go to parties or anything but for like doing my work I have been out late late night so and there wasn't any difficulty or any insecurity while I was out and my family was also not worried about me but if I was in India they would have worried about me and I think they wouldn't have let me out for so long. Right. I, I understand. Now, did you drive a car over in India or no? I didn't, but I took lessons there, but I never drived it because in India, people don't follow rules and regulations. And here, everything goes by rules and regulations through the traffic. And believe me, blowing the horn is so common in India. But if someone here blows the horn, oh, people it get upset. Away. Yeah, people, people get upset. No, no, I suggest people lay off that horn. There have actually I, been cases where people have gotten harmed for blowing the horn. Believe it or not. Yes, I have also heard a few stories. Yeah, you read in the that. newspaper that that happens. Yeah. People don't like. Having the horn blown in this country, <laughs> definitely not. Yeah. But now over yeah. there, don't they drive on the wrong? Do they drive on the wrong side of the street, or do they drive all over the street wherever they want on whatever side? Or how is the driving over there different than here? So here, as you see, if I have to go to a shop that's on the other side of the road, and there is no. Uh, turning point like there is there is no sign that it says I cannot turn left from there right and yes. then I have to go all the way around and take U-turn right right and people there try to take shortcuts that if if they want to turn left um, they they'll go to the wrong side and start it from there so that it will be easy and won't take more time and but that and, can be unsafe that can hurt someone yes. Yes, it can. But they do it anyway over there. Yeah, yeah, they do it. And in this country, they'll go past the business up to where the light allows them to turn left. They'll turn left and come in correctly to enter that business. Yes. Right. So, in other words, our system of transportation here is more structured. It's more regulated. And I guess you could say it's much safer. Yes, it is. Okay. And one of the actual highlights, if you will, of your coming to this country, which I just found totally and completely fascinating in hearing your story, is that you came over here and you you worked 12, 
13 hours a day. You came over. Your father, he worked 12. He worked at least 12 or more hours, didn't he, per the day? Yes. And your mother, did she work uh, hard, long hours, too, or just part-time? No, she did. When we came, she she used to work in the company, and she did, like, great amount of um, overtime. She Her work used to start at 6 a.m., and sometimes she used to come home around at 8 to 8 p.m. That's <laughs> 14-hour days. Yeah. Oh, my, oh, my. How about your brother? Does he do the long days, too? No, I think... The least amount of work among us has been done by my brother. Um, when we came here, he was the first one to get the job, but he only worked for eight hours until he went to his high school because he, he went to school early because he needed to graduate from his high school because he couldn't complete it in India. And while he was in the school, he was part-time. And then he changed his work. And after quitting the second job, he never went back to work. And now he helps my dad in his business. And also he goes to the restaurant. So it is not only the desire to get an education that has been in your family, but also it has been the desire to work hard at whatever job you've had. Would that be fair to say? Yes, it is. Because we consider that to make our lifestyle easy and good, we have to work hard at some point of life. If we'll work hard now, then we can have a good and better lifestyle after. And how would you compare your lifestyle right now in the USA versus the lifestyle you had in India? Um, in India, everyone has time for you because my mother and my grandma used to stay at home. My mother used to do all the household chores and my grandma, she didn't used to do a lot of work because of her age and she usually goes around to people's house for just talking to her friends, I can say. And they too always used to be home. So there is always someone who can listen to you. But here, because everyone is busy, I started, it was hard for me in the starting that to enjoy my own company. But now I can enjoy my own company and I became more introvert as I was then in India. And that is because the rest of America over here, they're all doing their own thing and working their own jobs and taking care of their own family. You just don't go from visiting this person to that person to that person because they're all doing their own thing. Yes. Even for my grandma, it, she sometimes says she don't like it here because she, she don't have any friends here, even because she doesn't know English, and she cannot even talk to anyone. So there in India, she used to have many friends around the house, and she she, she used to to talk to them to pass her time, but here she cannot. Right. Well, the older age group is going to have the most difficulty, I would say, in trying to acclimate themselves to the new environment. Where the young can kind of learn as they grow, it's not going to be as uh, as difficult for them, I would say. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Now, one of the things that I found most fascinating with your coming to America is that you experienced something here in this country that you had not ever experienced in uh, India, where your whole family is from, and you experienced it for the first time, and it is the season which is built around one of our major holidays in this country that happens on December 25th. And I think you know what holiday that is. Yes, I know. <laughs> it Christmas. is Christmas. Yeah. And this is going to sound different to people, but you actually love our holiday here of Christmas. True? Yes, I do. I uh, I'm a kind of person who want to celebrate all the holidays. And, and the festivals and everything, right? Yes. And 
I really liked it. I well, uh, when we bought the house the first year, I bought the Christmas tree and decorated it and dressed like well, I had um sent. I bought Santa hat. You bought a Santa hat. You yes. bought a Christmas tree. Did you buy lights to put on the tree? Uh, it was all, all already pre pre lighted. Oh, okay. The Christmas tree you purchased was pre lit. Yeah. Did you have lights or any decorations on your home? Yes, I decorated the house with the lights, and every year I decorate the house with the lights. So, is it a fair statement then to say that you celebrate Christmas every year, and you're not yes. even you're you're not even a Christian? Yeah. Then the question I have is, what is it about the spirit of Christmas that you like? Is it the beauty of the colored lighting and the decorations, or is it the mindset of the people who are filled with, you might say, more love at that time of the year than the rest of the year? What is it about Christmas? I love decorating. So and I so when I when I was staying with my uh, at my aunt's house and I used to see um, other people's house they they looked so nice like and all the lightning then I got the house and then I thought that I should do it because I do um I put the stuff for Halloween too oh you celebrate Halloween too yeah oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay well you go from. Uh, one extreme to the other, because there are people who will say, well, you got to watch that Halloween. It's full of devils and goblins and ghosts and, and a lot of things that are made up. They're not really religious in, in their basis. So yeah. some people don't like Halloween because they say it's it's about sorcery. It's about the devil. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you don't take mm. it that seriously. No. Right. I don't. So if they knock on your door, the little trick or treaters at Halloween, are you there? Do you give them the the candy? Yes, we do. Okay. Very, very good. Yeah. Well, do you believe that? What was that? the The hook that drew you in to where you said, "I want to celebrate this Christmas," even though I'm not. A Christian. I like festivals. Even for the Indian festivals, I still celebrate them. I like enjoying them. Uh, because in India, I didn't have my own money, so I cannot enjoy them as how I wanted. But here, because I earn on my own and I'm independent, so I can buy the things that, I, that make me feel good. I do those things. So decorating and celebrating those days makes me happy. So that's why I do it. And I heard uh, your family told you, didn't they tell you that if Miss K would not have gone out and got all these decorations, nobody else would have done it. It took her to do it to get our house to look this pretty. Yes. <laughs> yes, they still say that. Oh, they still year, say it. Yeah, because this year, I every year I buy something new for Christmas this year for lighting. This year I bought a reindeer and it looks so good outside because I used to see at other people's house because I don't earn much because I go to school right now. But I do savings for these holidays so that I can make it look more pretty and enjoy it more. And so now you have a reindeer for outside. Does it light up? Yes, it does. Every year you try to increase the decorations and then your family bought the restaurant and what did you do at Christmas time at the restaurant? So we also bought a Christmas tree for there and we light up the tree and we have Christmas bells on the door <laughs> and we put some decorative pieces on the wall that we have. And you're in charge of all that, I'll bet, aren't you? Yes, I am. Oh, my. Oh, my. A lady who <laughs> celebrates and loves Christmas who is not even a Christian. You take the cake on that one, Miss K. I've never known anybody like you. Oh, what about, I'm glad to hear that. What about the citizens of the U.S.? Is there a spirit of love at that time in December that you see then 
that you don't see the rest of the year? Yeah, yes. People, because I've been a cashier and they used to come, they used to buy trees and many toys to give kids as gifts and many other, like buying ornaments and giving gifts to other people and dressing themselves uh, with the Christmas outfit. And near near my house, what I saw is the decorations they do. They decorate their house so pretty that it, it looks so good. Sometimes I just drive around my car to see all the decorations, how they did it. And yeah. you like what you see? Yes, I do. I love it. And what else, just in general, what else do you like about life in the USA? Freedom? Yes, um, freedom and independence. Yeah, I love so when I was new, it was hard for me, but now I am used to this lifestyle and I am I love living here. You feel almost like you belong here, I guess you could say? Yes, I can say that. Like you're one of the citizens and the U.S. is made up of citizens from all over the world. They call it a melting pot. Have you ever heard that expression? No, I haven't. Well, a melting pot means that there are people that come from all over the globe, all over the world, and they formed the United States of America. Because if you look at everybody here, everybody here is from somewhere, and most of them are not from here. Yeah, right. They come yeah. from Germany. They come from England. They come from France. They come from... Anywhere, all over the globe, they come in. People just, they like the U.S. for a variety of reasons. And I think freedom would be one of the first. You're right, yes. If you had it to do over again, would you come back to the U.S. just like you did the first time? Yes, um, I would. Absolutely. Uh, do you have any friends at all that you communicate with beside family? Any friends left over in uh, India? Yes, I do have few friends, um, three or four friends whom I talk to. Um, I never had many friends since childhood. Um, that's why I don't have any close friends here. Um, it's just whenever I need help or someone else needs help, that's how it works. Otherwise, if I um, I don't have anyone who can go with me to the restaurant, so I go alone. And it doesn't even bother me. I love it. Right. You, you show up there, and you and when you show up there, you get right to work, right? Yes. And by now, you know your job well enough to, to you're not even being trained anymore, I would assume. You get there, and you go right to work, right? Yes. Okay. Now, do you plan on going back home to visit in India or no? Um, I'm planning to, but once everything settles down the COVID. Right. They're not yeah. going to allow you to do it right now with that COVID. But once that breaks and, and they allow uh, travel once again, would you consider it or no? Yeah, um, I'll go there just to visit my family and eat the food because I miss the food there. Oh, the real, the real Indian food. Indian food, yeah, the real one. Well, what would you tell the people of America that that maybe they don't look at or don't appreciate uh, a sentiment that you may have to where you say, I like the USA because, and the people who live here might overlook it, not even think anything about it. Do you have a message to the people in America that you can say, having come to this country a relatively a short amount of years ago, that makes you look at this country differently than somebody who's been here their whole life? Anything uh, you would yes. tell the citizens of the U.S., what would you say to them about their life here that they might not look at and realize themselves? Yeah, because um, so how India has been portrayed in like in documentaries or any other videos, like it's a very poor com country. I can say it's a poor country but it's still it's still developing so there are many people who have decent house and can have decent and they have decent living but there are few parts or like few parts of the country they are under poverty like slums but not whole india is like slums and people are roaming on the street it's 
just a certain part of India have that situation. And only because um, there, yeah, that's what I think that people, because when I came to India, uh, they some people used to think that it's still not modernized, but it, it's very different from the time. It was the, like the olden times when we didn't have any technology or anything. But now everything is so modernized and because of internet and people came to know what they should do and what, what they shouldn't. And the lifestyle, like people of my age, they have completely different lifestyle what uh, people here imagine of what where we are living. That's and what I want to say. Would their lifestyle, the people your age, would it be a lesser luxurious lifestyle than the one you have right now? Yes, I think so at certain point. What would a but, person but, in India of your age that is smart and that did well at school, what would they do to earn a living over there? What would be some of the jobs that they would do? So as I'm an IT, people there could have the IT job, but even if they get job, um, they wouldn't get as much of money as they pay as I can get here because here everything even a person who works at McDonald's can live a decent amount of life if they manage their money well but if someone who works at that company at McDonald's in India they cannot have a good lifestyle because the payment the money how the payment works even if the people who works in IT they cannot have as good lifestyle as I have right now. That's what I want to say, even because my family owns a business. And however, because my mom, she earned money from a company by working there for 14 hours and my dad by driving truck and how we owned a restaurant. And then my dad owned a truck and we bought house in within one and a half years. If even because if we do this amount of hard work there, we couldn't have done as much there as what we did here. And the reason why our fast food restaurants and so many other businesses cannot find help to staff those businesses is in your opinion what? The low pay? the high turnover, the fact that you can't support a family. Uh, what do you think that is? Uh, yes, I think so, because I think those fast food restaurants, they, you have to work more than you get paid. Because I worked in one of the fast food restaurants here, and believe me, their mornings used to be so busy. And I only used to get, I think, $9 per hour, and it was nonstop, nonstop. Just high stress, was, high work and high stress. Yeah. But you know what? If you managed that restaurant and you were the manager, you could make very good money. Yeah. Even get the bonuses. Um, you get the bonuses because the people under you worked worked hard, but people under you worked hard, but they didn't get anything, but you got everything. The, the manager. Yes. Yes. Well, yeah. I will say this. You have really, you've done well. You continue to do well at school, even though your classes right now are still primarily online, right? Yes, yeah. And they're going to lift that, and you're going to be able to go back to classes one day in the university, right? Yes. But you don't know when, right? Yeah, but I'm graduating after this semester with my bachelor's. Oh, really? Already? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my. And what is it, a 3.8 out of 4? Yes. Boy, that is excellent. That's an A average. Your brother has an A average. Your whole yeah. family works hard. I mean, this is, I've heard that a lot of the youth will not take those fast food jobs because they feel entitled. They want to come out of high school with no experience at all. And suddenly, all of this money drops in their lap <laughs> that they haven't even earned. You know, do you have you experienced any of this in America? No, I haven't. Well, they say that the fast food lifestyle, where it's quick in and quick out, you drive through, you get your bag of food, and you leave. Everybody drives through, and you you're gone. Oh, yeah. And it's fast and quick and fast and quick. The youth in, in the USA, they want to grow up. 
They want it to be fast and quick and make the money fast and quick. And that's not the way it works. You've got to earn it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I have heard, like many people, um, some of the people who worked with me used to say, I have $5 in my account. And I used to think, how do they, like, where do they spend it? They only have $5 because they were, some of them were full-time. And some of them didn't even have rent to pay because they lived with their family. And I always used to wonder where they spend their all money because they don't even save like $100 in their account. I think that that's a mistake they're making on their own. And they've got to grow up and realize that. Yeah, because um, I think they used to spend money at the place where they work. Because they're not earning, they're just giving them the money away. And they're spending the money, I'm sure. They say that when you're having trouble financially like that, if you can write down on a piece of paper, write down what it is you're making, every penny of it, make sure it's on the paper. And then in another column, write down the expenditures that you're spending. I'm sure if they did that, they would see under the expense column that they're giving away a lot of money that they shouldn't have spent there. There we go. Well, it is a fascinating tale about coming to the U.S. and really enjoying it, making good with the whole rest of your family, and uh, not being one bit sorry about it. You love every day in America, do you? Is that fair to say? Well, it's been a fascinating tale, everyone. I hope you've enjoyed it. It's kind of a different show in the respect that we're featuring somebody who is relatively new to our country here in America. She's come with nothing but the suitcase she carried on the plane. And now look at what's happened to her entire family as a result of hard work, as a result of going to the university and getting an A average, both her and her brother, valuing education, coming from a family that valued education. I'm just interested in seeing anybody come into our great country and doing well like this young lady has. It's been a pleasure, Miss Kay, to have you here. And before I let you get out of here, I think we better just have you say good night, Miss Kay. Thank you, Mr. Flynn, for considering me to come to your show. It's my pleasure to be the part of this show. Good night, Mr. Flynn, and good night, the audience. Bye. I have our audience out there in the studio today. Audience, did you enjoy hearing Miss Kay? Oh, oh, listen to that. Miss Kay, the audience loves you. That is excellent. This is Rick Flynn. It's been fun, but I've got to run. Thank you to our guest today. And remember, where there's a will, there's a way. And thank you once again for listening. Thank you for being on with us, Miss Kay. And we'll see you all on the next one. Thank you. The preceding was a Rick Flynn production. This is your announcer, Chantal Marie speaking.